find out what you want to do, what you think you'd like to do, then find somebody that's doing it and get them to coach you or mentor you through the process and, and show you how to avoid the mistakes. And You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Welcome back to another episode of Right Club Nation of the Right Club Podcast. Today is my wonderful co-host, Laurel Simmons. Hey, Laurel, how are you? I'm great, Sarah. And how are you? Very good. Very good. So we've been really busy. Our club is growing like crazy. We've hired somebody pretty much on full-time hours, Catherine, our ops manager. We've just been really going at it because we've got a really special surprise soon. Our whole Right Club Nation is going to have an online presence across Canada. Yeah, we are so excited about that. We're working really hard to make it one of the best resources that you will be able to use as you move forward in your real estate investing career. So we're spending a, a lot of time and yeah, we're spending money on it, but it's important because we want to provide the absolute best thing that we can for you so that you can get out there and have resources at your fingertips. That's it. Resources at your fingertips. There's going to be forums. You can communicate, speak to other investors, find your expert team members, find potentially off-market deals, calculators, resources. I mean, there's going to be just tons of things and we are launching in, uh, in November. So by the time this airs, it'll probably just be launched or uh, just about ready. And other than that, like we, you know, the great thing about what we do is we get to see the investors and see them, you know, get set that first property, the second property, the third property. Like we've got so many great people that come out to our events as well in person, but also just the emails that we're getting about people doing their first deal and, uh, and doing it successfully. So that's really cool to see as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, it's just, it's just so cool to see everyone and how like we meet someone, whatever, one meeting and then within six or eight months, they've done something. And that's like, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, on that note, if you are wondering, just check out our calendar section for the next events. We've got evening events. We have full day events. We also have webinars that we are now doing weekly that are completely free. And there is different speakers talking about different topics each time. So therightclub.com and then go to the calendars tab and you'll be able to see all the different webinar topics. You can register for those. You can see when our evening events are, our full day events are partnered events as well. Sometimes we partner with different investors, put events together. All the information is there. So go check it out. And guys, if you wouldn't mind just uh, giving us a review and a rating. And if you could do that on iTunes or anywhere else that you guys listen to it, that would be so greatly appreciated. And before we get onto the podcast with Brent Schuling, if you guys have not come out to our club yet and you would like to attend for your first event, send us an email, sarah at therightclub.com or laurel at therightclub.com, and we can add you to our complimentary guest list for your first time out. So on that note, Brenda Schuling, amazing. She's actually been to, I think she said one or two she's missed out of, but the last year and a half of events she's been coming to religiously and now has officially become a brand ambassador as well for our club and uh, has done so many great things and has been so successful so far 
in real estate investing. But you know what's really cool is where she shares her story about how she really started and struggled in the beginning and real estate really helped her turn that around. Yeah, uh, Bran, I love Bran. She's so full of enthusiasm. And by the way, she's a grandmother. You wouldn't know what to look at her, but she's a grandmother. And she's a, like a classic example of, of you, know, you can do anything you want if you set your mind to it. Because if it's one thing that Bren has, it's absolute determination, right? And she is so determined. And that really sets you know the people apart who actually achieve something. They're determined to do it. Everything else is there, right? The information, the, the resources, the product, in this case, the, the real estate to buy, the, all the, um, the power team that you need, that's all there. The only thing that distinguishes people who achieve something in real estate and those who don't are those who take action and those who have the determination to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no like, you know, magic formula. It's just get into it. <laughs> wait a certain amount of time and and over time you'll see the differences yeah so sarah should we get to the interview let's do it okay welcome bren to the show how are you hello i'm great thank you for having me how are you Good, good. I'm super excited to be here today, Laurel, acting as my co-host as well. Laurel and I are super excited to ask you tons of questions about your how you got started in real estate investing and your journey. And we probably met, I want to say, like a year and a half ago at a, at a right club, and you've been a huge supporter and regular attendee ever since. So first and foremost, thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love it. So... Yeah. It's great. I'm so happy you're here, Ren, because you know, you've got you've just got amazing stories and your life story is really cool. And people I think people will really enjoy listening to it. It's really yeah, I cool. hope so. So before we get started, who is Bren? What can you share with us for uh, those that don't know you? I am a realtor. I'm a newly licensed realtor. I, I'm a mom <laughs> and a grandma. <laughs> I've been investing in real estate for over 15 years now. I've been a landlord for about 17, 18, God, maybe even 20 years. And I absolutely love being a landlord. Contrary to most people, I love being a landlord. And I was actually a landlord to student rental property for over 10 years. And I loved it. So yeah. Very cool. Now, is that how you got started? Or, you know, if not, how did you get started in real estate? I got started by accident, like a lot of people. I was I was really ambitious as a kid. I I was always trying to make money. I made friends with um, kids on the bus when I was a kid, like nine years old. I made friends with these kids on a bus. Ended up working on their farm, at, and I was helping them make pickles and sauerkraut and stuff like that. And I'd work at their farmers market and sell their wares at the market. When I was just a kid, I started making my own money, babysitting at age eleven. I started a little business and delivering the globe and mail. Like I was always making my own money. Uh, I loved money when I, even when I was little and I loved money because it allowed me to give to people, to my family. I, I had a, was raised by a single mom. It was just me and my brother and my mom and I would work and make money when I was a kid and I would come home with gifts for my mom and my brother. So it, it just started when I was young. We, we didn't have any money. We had no money. And I, I just kept making money my whole life since I was nine. I actually never stopped making money. So when I um, was 17 years old, I left home and I was still in high school. 
I put myself through high school and paid my own way by working two or three jobs. Plus I was working, just going to school. Then I ended up having a, my son, my first son when I was 19, 20 years old. And I wanted a better life for him than I had. And I didn't want him to struggle or grow up in poor neighborhoods, in welfare, you know, the low income housing and things like that. Bad experiences there. So I wanted a better life for him. So I started finding ways to make more money than I was making with my three jobs. I had grade 12, but no college or university and was making terrible money. So I ended up renting a townhouse in Beechwood. It's a really fancy neighborhood back in the day in uh, Waterloo. And I used to tell my grandparents when I, and my, my aunts when I was younger, I'm going to live in Beechwood when I grow up. And they'd say, why would you want to do that? That's where all the rich snobs live. And I said, it's beautiful. There's beautiful homes and beautiful cars. And I want my kids to grow up around beautiful things and to want more out of life. So I ended up moving into a townhouse. It was a shoebox, literally, in Beechwood. It was 900 square feet. I moved in there and I couldn't afford it. It was in a rich neighborhood. So I ended up renting out the basement and I started house hacking before I even knew it was a thing, but I rented out the basement and the, so this is a 900 square foot house. This basement was like a closet, but the university student is a Chinese guy from China. He rented it for two years, paid me rent. And I saved that money. And I said, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a house for me and my, my kids. I was a single mom at the time. So I house hacked that, saved enough money to end up buying another condo in the same complex that I was renting. I bought one on the other side, my first home, and I house hacked that. I house hacked for the next 15 years. So that's how I got started. Very cool. So like you've definitely come a long way when you look back at it and you had, I guess it sounded like people around you that didn't really believe that you were going to get to where you are today. Not what did one. they say when you bought that first income property? What would, what did they say when I bought my first property? Yeah. Um, congratulations. <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? People didn't think I could do it. They thought, and I know it sounds cliche, but it really was true. They thought they were waiting for me to fail. I think they were waiting for me to not be able to do it. And that's one of the reasons why I want to do this, um, talk this podcast and let people know that anybody, if I can do it, anyone can do it. From where I came from in my life and all the, the experiences that I had coming up with no money, like I actually paid for gas with change. When I had my son, when I was younger, I would collect change. I went bankrupt when I was in my 20s. I had student loans. I ended up putting myself through college as well with a baby and working job. Like it was struggle after struggle after struggle. And I just want people to know that if I can do it, anyone can do it. And it doesn't matter if other people think you can do it. You just have to have it inside you and never, ever stop, never give up. You know, Brandon, it's really, I mean, this is, this is such a powerful story. And every time you, 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 cause I've heard you say this before, it just kind of makes me like choke up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> cause I think it's, it's, it's really, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. And you know what you said that, you didn't get a lot of support from your family. And I think people have to understand, it's not that your family doesn't love you. It's not that your family doesn't want you to do these things. And I know from my, from my own experience, my family, my husband's family, and almost everyone you talk to in, who is investing in real estate, you don't get support 
for investing in real estate from your family because they don't understand it. And because they love you, they're afraid you're gonna fail. And the other big thing is that it's a major, major change and people don't like change. So if you're changing, however you are, however you're changing, that's a threat to that, that family unit. And gosh, we could have a psychologist on here talking about that. But like, it's, it's really true. You know, it really is true. So I think it's, it's just, I mean, thank you so much for sharing that story because people really need to hear that. Hey, Right Club Nation. Just wanted to stop the podcast really quickly to introduce you to this week's sponsor, Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan and his team have been a longtime supporter of the Right Club and now the Right Club podcast. Dylan and his team have been personally helping me find a property in the Hamilton area, and I know for a fact he's helped many Right Club Nation members find their investment property. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much, Alfonso. Proud supporter and sponsor of not just the Right Club and Right Club podcast, also of Jag Properties and everything you guys all do in your end. So thank you so much for having me on here. Myself, I'm an investor and an agent. I have a team of five that work with Keller Williams, all investors, and we service the Hamilton, Halton, and Niagara region, both for residential and investment-based properties. Just want to leave the podcast with a quick tip for the month. Tip of the month will be winter months bring opportunity to negotiate better prices and extremely favorable terms. If you want the best negotiator in your corner for investment properties or residential real estate, give us a call at 905-592-4220. You can check us out at all the Right Club events. Email us at info at elevationrealty.ca. Check us out online at elevationrealty.ca. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Back to you, Alfonso. All right. And like Dylan said, if you haven't met him or anybody on his team, definitely check out the next Right Club event. They're there every event. Thank you so much for your support, Dylan. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, no problem. My my family, it was really, I have a small family, um, my brother and my mom, and they were very proud of me, uh, but we didn't grow up with money. They don't um, really aspire to the th same things that I do. They love me and I love them. We respect each other very much. They just didn't really understand my vision and my drive for money all the time. And I think they thought I, and my friends actually as well, I remember people saying to me, all you think about is money. All you talk about is money. The reason I love money, I love money a lot. And it's because I want to give and I want a better life and I want to do great things with my life and for my kids and now my grandson. I just want, I want to give and help other people. Yeah. And that's, and that's usually it too. Like it's for me, same with you. It's not about the money. Money helps get you to your goals. And usually a goal or your reason why you're doing it is not just because you want to acquire real estate properties, right. like a game, but you know, it's everything else that it allows you to live and to be and the freedom that it creates. And so what, like your why, like you mentioned your family and creating a better life, like that's why you love money, not because it's like a nice piece of paper. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's not for selfish reasons. And I'm pretty sure a lot of almost every investor I've met, they love money too. Obviously in real estate, you can make a lot of money and I have made really great money through real estate investing. I would never have made this kind of money in my life with just a regular job. I know that for sure. And it has helped me. I'm debt free. I have zero debt. I own two properties. I, my mortgage is paid. Like I literally, I have no debt and my kids are, are doing well now too. And we'll never struggle again. And it's because of real estate. That's an awesome story. I'm super excited to hear that. So like somebody that's starting out and maybe they see themselves where you were 
20 years ago or 25 years ago and they're just struggling to get by and, you know, maybe a single mom, a single dad, or just, you know, a family that's struggling together. Like what, you know, what advice would you have for them? One word, house hack. <laughs> house hacking changed my life. Um, and it's a bit awkward and inconvenient at the time. And But if you have a spare room in your house and you're single or young, like a university student, college student, or just a single person, or even a couple, if you have a spare room in your house and it's full of your grandma's sewing machine and your hockey equipment, okay, they might not like that one. (laughs) But use that room, rent that room out and save that money. And it, it helps you to level up, really. So do you think that like when you're doing it and just nowadays, because we've got Airbnb and we have a lot of other sites, like would you recommend that if they were to house hack and essentially that's just like renting out either rooms or a unit in your property and living yeah. in the other part, you know, what's your take? Like, is it long-term? Is it short-term? Like type of Airbnb type of furnished thing? Or what do you, what do you think? What's your opinion on that? I have done both and I was very successful in both. So my short term, like I did do Airbnb um, out of my primary residence, I lived in it and I rented rooms to students. I also rented rooms to international students. I joined, I forget what it's called now, Canada Link, I think it was called. And I had students coming from Italy, Germany, France, Brazil. I had people coming from all over the world to stay with me short term. I kind of like that because I got to meet a lot of different people and it was a really great experience and they felt comfortable and safe. And I had a very cool house. It was decorated really cool. So fully furnished short term to students and international students or Airbnb makes a lot more money. It made it a lot more money with short term as far as cash flow goes. And um, it was very convenient. So I did very, very well at that. I cash flowed well over $1,000 a month uh, doing that. And then um, I also have long-term buy and holds. And um, the one property I had, the long-term buy and hold, I paid $186 for it. And I sold it 10 years later for $507,000 in 2017. And I I hit the market right. And at the time when I had that long-term buy and hold, you have to gauge the market and watch and listen and be very mindful of cues. And at the time I had that property, it was full of students. I had four students, university students in it. And the house was so nice and it was in a nice neighborhood, decorated really nice, good furniture, backed onto a forest. I attracted really good tenants. Like fourth year and masters and PhDs. That's all that wanted to stay in my house. The young punks and the partiers didn't like it. And I had a lot of rules in place as well in that house. But I had so many students over time, word of mouth, I had to buy another property. I only had one at that time, but I had so many students and I was cash flowing like mad. And I'm like, I need another one. So I knocked two doors down my neighbor. And I said, Hey, can I buy your house? (laughs) Because I wanted to do it again. And he had learned what I was doing house hacking, or renting his rooms. And he started doing it at that time. That was like a couple years before he ended up with eight properties. And I still only had one and I taught him how to do it. So he's like, Yeah, sure, I'll sell you my house. So I go get an appraisal done on mine. And it came in at 390. This is in 2017. It appraised at 390. And so then I said, okay, I'll pay you 390 for yours. And we did a private deal. And a friend of mine who's a realtor said, Brenda, get an inspection done on that property because, you know, you just never know. And, and so I said that to him, okay, 
before we finalize the software, going to get an inspection done. And he said, Brent, it's 2017 and the market is nuts and nobody's doing inspections. And I said, you know what? It's my first time and I don't, my realtor friend is telling me to do that. So I did, I got an inspection, came back with 40 pages worth of issues. And I said, I'm sorry. I was afraid. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't do this. And I backed out and I apologized. Well, he had put a, a down payment on another property in uh, Muskoka and he needed to sell that property now. So he put the house up, sold it within a week, within days for 107,000 over asking. And I'm like, dude, I could have had that house. So he's like, Bren, you know what you need to do? You need to sell your house. I know your cash flow and you love it. It's doing great, but you need to capitalize on this market right now. And I was scared to death because this was my cash cow and this was my home, like my primary residence. I, I was so afraid, but I, I took a leap of faith and I did it and I listed it and it sold for well over, well, I listed it for 419, even though it was just appraised at 390, I listed it at 4199 and sold for 507. And uh, I, I caught the bug there. I'm like, holy cow. And I bought two more properties, paid off all my debt, brought my son and his fiance home from Toronto where they lived in Liberty Village and were in debt up to their eyeballs my son and his fiance brought them back from Toronto and said let's just get you a property here I'm going to put a down payment on it you're going to pay everything from day one forward and all that in five years whatever equity you make in it that's your start in life that you're going to either stay here or refinance or go buy another property or buy rent this one but I, I wanted to get them into real estate because my kids saw what it did for me and they're so proud of me like my kids are super proud of what I've done and where we came from and what I've done. So yeah, I did that, bought, bought two more properties. I have enough money or had enough money to put myself through school. I actually lost my job within the month that I put that house up for sale. And I thought, yeah, it's all good. You know, I have my job now. I have all this money and I'm going to buy a bunch of properties. And then I lost my job at this in uh, the same month and I'm like oh my gosh I was excited though because I begged them to let me go for five years I'm like please let me go I worked at a, an insurance company and I was terrible at my job <laughs> but they they kept me there for so long they loved me I had rah-rah good spirits and kept everybody's morale up and it was great so I made a lot of money there ended up going back to school as soon as I lost my job I, I hung up the phone from that picked up the phone and called around colleges and universities to go get into an advertising program. So I did that. I went back to school in Toronto for advertising. And at that time, so I was so happy. I was starting my life. Oh, finally, I'm in my 40s and I'm starting my life, really, um, because real estate gave me that opportunity to start over. I couldn't leave my job because I needed it to pay my bills. And this was an opportunity to start my life in, in my 40s. I think I was like, yeah, I was 48, 47, 48. And I went back to school in Toronto. I remember being in New York City on a, at ad week in New York City with my program. And I was on the phone walking down, I think it was Park Avenue. And I was selling my house, my, my Waterloo house, buying another house to put my son and his fiance in and building another house in Paris where I live now. So I was selling a house, buying a house and building a house. I'm on the phone doing these deals, walking down Park Avenue. And I'm like, I made it, man. Like seriously, this kid that started making her own money at nine, left home at 17, you know, single mom for my whole life. Uh, 
and I felt like I made it. And it, again, it was all because of real estate. I just, yeah, it was great. So Bran, like, that's an amazing story. And uh, what would you say to someone, like someone who's brand new, say someone, you, you meet someone, because you go to the right club events, right? Yeah. And um, so, so you meet, you meet, we meet lots of people there. And so someone comes up to you and says, here, you know, here's your talk and says, oh, like, what should I do? They've never done anything. What's one thing you would tell them right away? Uh, I do this. I do it all the time. And especially when I first started out, before I became part of the right club, I went on Google. I tried to find out how to make money in real estate. So I just Googled. I, I forget how I Googled it. Maybe it was how, how do I make money in real estate or how to make money investing in real estate. I Googled it. I came across a lot of different things. I listened to so many podcasts and some were junk. But then I, I stumbled upon bigger pockets and it lit me up. Like I was on fire and I followed, I listened to every podcast and I would keep telling people, you have to listen to bigger podcasts or sorry, bigger pockets podcast. So I listened probably since almost the beginning of their podcast and it resonated with me so much about how they started with nothing and ended up now they're like hundreds of properties anyways. So I tell people look for events, real estate investing events or podcasts online, I refer them to the right club all the time and to bigger pockets and to podcasts like the right club podcast. Uh, the fruitful investor, he's another one jam packed full of information. That's Matt Pichet. Um, we partnered up just recently and with him, but just source out information and network with people and contact me or contact you guys and get to know people network with people who are doing things that they want to do. You know, you've told people to to go and listen and research, and, and and that's really really important. However, what what do you tell people when when they actually want to like? What's the very first step? Like, how do they decide after maybe they've decided or they think they know what to do? Like, there's a there's a gap between doing research, right, and actually doing something. So, what right. is it that you did? What motivated? What can you say to someone that actually will get them from? okay, I'm looking, I'm researching, I'm talking to people to actually making that first step. What is it you can tell people to do or what did you do? What's, what's that motivator? I took a leap of faith. I was afraid and like many people are of, of all kinds of things in life, fear holds us back. You can't be afraid. You have to take a leap and do your homework, find out what you want to do, what you think you'd like to do then find somebody that's doing it and get them to coach you or mentor you through the process and, and show you how to avoid the mistakes and just do it. Take action. Don't sit back because you're wasting money and you're wasting time. And I, I tell some of my clients now that are first time investor, first time home buyers, I say, or looking to make a move. And I said, I say to them, if you're renting, um, nothing wrong with renting if you can't afford to buy. But if you have money to take out of your equity, if you have a home already or, or you have money to to invest, if you're not investing it, you might as well just lick it and stick it on your wall and just wallpaper your room with your money because it's wasted money. You could be doubling and tripling and making so much money. You're wasting time and wasting money. Just take a leap, find someone who's doing it and follow them and ask for help. Yeah. I think it's a really good idea because I think you put the you put your finger on the on the um, on the issue there. It's like don't be afraid. Although I think we have to separate fear from action because it's it's the people who actually are afraid and still do it. They're the ones that 
that get ahead, right? Because you were afraid. Goodness knows when we started, like my husband and I, we were afraid. Like fear is just natural. But it's those people who understand that fear is, fear is just in our head, right? It's just, it really is in our head. So you just do something. And even though you're afraid, because that's the definition, the definition of courage, right? You do something even though you're afraid. You do it. And it's amazing. As soon as you take that first step, a lot of the fear disappears, doesn't it? 100%. 100%. Yeah, it does. I, I'm a realtor, like I said, and cold calling or door knocking is one of the number one fears for realtors. And I got over that. Like I try with the easy ones first. I find someone that I know is not going to yell at me and I, I warm up with that. And then I just keep on rolling. And nine times out of 10, I actually haven't had anyone flip out on me as bad as I thought someone would flip out. So fear is all in your head. It really is. And you just have to exercise that muscle and, and um, just put yourself out there. Keep like, just try. Absolutely. So just out of curiosity, cause I, I, I have an idea in my head that when I first started and just look, looking back at it, it probably took me three to four years to actually feel like I've taken that financial step where I felt the difference of, wow, I went from nothing to something because it takes time, right? It's that mortgage pay down, the appreciation over time, the cash flow build up. How long did it take you from the time that you started until you're like, wow, like looking back, I'm in a whole different financial, you know, picture than I would have ever been had I not done real estate. Like it, it doesn't happen overnight. So how long did it take you? It took me far too long. And that's because I wish I would have met you people and bigger pockets, the podcast. I wish I would have met the right people sooner because I would be a multi-millionaire by now because of my drive and, and the amount of money I've made in a short amount of time since I did take the leap. And when I sold that house in, in um, Waterloo and I made all that money, I was house hacking and, and making money and living for free. I, I had a live free, drive free campaign when I was younger. I told my friends and my family, I was starting a live free, drive free campaign. They're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I said, I'm going to live for free and drive for free. And I did succeed in doing that. That was fine. But I wasn't going, that was it. You know what I mean? I wasn't buying more properties and doing more. I was just living for free and, and driving for free. How do you drive so, for free? So I'm just curious, is that renting out your car? No, so I rented out um, three rooms in my house and that covered my mortgage payment, my property tax, all my house. Then I finished the basement. That's another story. That's a crazy story. I, I, won't, I won't tell it now, but I'll tell you the story. You guys, another time, it's nutty. Uh, but I finished the basement and then rented that room out in the basement. And that amount of money uh, that I rented it for paid for my car payment and my insurance and gas. Very so, cool. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I we kept can... renting stuff out every space I had. It rented. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got you to where you are today. So congratulations. You definitely you. did the right thing for you. So that's awesome. So we can if keep you... talking and talking yeah. and asking you questions because you've got such a great story. But uh, yeah. just for time purposes, our next part of the podcast is called our lightning round. So Bren, we're going to ask you a series yeah. of four questions and you're going to give us the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Sure. Yes. Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a quick moment here. It is Sarah Larby, and I'm here with Laurel Simmons, and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails, and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online, coast to coast, accessible at any time of day, 
and you can be in your pajamas like I am right now and you can access our great content. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along and we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely. This is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us, join our online community, register and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah. And all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register. It's free and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. All right. Question number one. Bren, what is your favorite advice or the best advice that you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? The best advice I've received with regards to real estate investing is choose your niche. So choose your market or your farm and choose your niche, whether you want to do single family buy and holds, burrs, flips, wholesaling. Don't do a little bit of everything. It's overwhelming. Every Each one of those um, in itself is has a learning curve and it's, it's a lot to learn and you need focus. If you spread yourself out, it doesn't work. It, it takes you 10 times longer and you'll do it a horrible job in my opinion or I did. So choose a niche for real estate investing. And then as far as life in general, it was Jim Rohn. He said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that rings so true. And I tell everyone that, that I can, that's looking to level up or improve their life. I said, take a look around you. I tell them, take a look around you and look around at the five people you spend the most time with. You're the average of those five people. And it's so true. All right. Question number two. So what's your favorite real estate investing resource? Now, I know you mentioned a few. Is there anybody, you, could you mention bigger pockets and what else? The right club perhaps? The Right Club. I love the Right Club. You know what? I actually, while resourcing places to go to learn about real estate investment groups, I ended up going to one in Brantford, which was really nice. It was great. But I met a couple there and they said to me, have you ever been to the Right Club? And I'm like, or so right at the time. And I said, no, tell me about it. I was hungry. I just wanted to learn. And they told me about the Right Club or so right at the time. And they, the lady said to me, when you go to this event, you will become addicted. She said, you will absolutely love it. And I said, I, I'm into that. I'm down. I'll, I'll do that. So I, I went, I drove to Burlington from Paris. It's about a 40 minute drive. I, that was about a year and a half ago. And I, I think I missed one or two events since then. It's because I was on vacation with all my money I made in real estate. But I, I haven't missed it. And I'm, I'm truly addicted. I learned so much at the Right Club events. I swear my jaw hits the table every event. I learn something from one of the speakers. It's phenomenal. So the Right Club is number one. And again, my uh, partner, uh, the guy I partnered up with recently, Matt Pichet, has a um, YouTube channel, The Fruitful Investor. He literally walks you through 
every single step of types of real estate transactions and, and, and he's very helpful. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And yes, I know Matt, I think he's, uh, he's been on my other podcast as well. Great guy. And uh, glad to know that you guys are working together now. Super exciting. Yeah. Thanks for being a, such a great supporter of our club as well. And actually you are, you actually sometimes work with us <laughs> as yes, well yes. in the events. So um, I'm a brand ambassador. <laughs> you are, you are a brand ambassador. Awesome. So question number three, Bren, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful? When I set a goal, and this has been ever since I was young, when I set a goal and write it down, I achieved that that goal to the letter, to the color. Like literally, it could be something as simple as my next vehicle or a house or or a job. I've I've gotten jobs where I'm like, I'm gonna work there. Well, I have no experience. So how do I get it? And I I achieve every single goal I set my mind to. So I'm driven in that way. I have really strong willpower and follow through when I when I set a goal. Okay, great. And um, yeah, that really, I know, like we can tell that that really serves you well. So your last question of the day then. So on a typical Sunday morning, what are you doing? I'm either um, following up with leads. I make phone calls to people because it's the best time to catch them at home usually. I deliver flyers. So I create my own flyers and hand deliver them around areas that I'm farming, uh, looking for properties to buy properties or looking for sellers. Or I get my friends or family together, either walking or biking, and we find trails. I live in Paris, so there's a lot of great trails, but we uh, find trails and hike them or bike them and just spend some really great time outdoors. And that's about it. Awesome. Yeah. Paris is such a beautiful place. So Bren, if our Right Club Nation wanted to reach out and know more about you, where can they go? They can find me on Instagram. I have my Instagram handle is at Bren Schuling, S-C-H-U-I-L-I-N-G. So it's at Bren Schuling. I'm on Facebook, Brenda Schuling, and also Brenda Schuling Real Estate on Facebook. So I have two Facebook pages. And my uh, email address, Bren, Brenda at brendashuling.com. And my phone number is 519-897-3116. Okay. All right. Perfect. And we'll add that to the show notes. And any final last words of advice, Brenda, for the Right Club Nation? Last words of advice? Just network, set some goals take a leap of faith and never give up. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brent, for being on the Right Club podcast and sharing your knowledge and your insight with the Right Club Nation. Thank you. Thank you Thanks, so Brenda. much for having me. I love you, ladies. <laughs> oh, we love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Sarah, what did you think of that? That was awesome. You know, what's that's really cool is she's gone through the ups and the downs and she picked herself up and had bigger goals in mind, her family, helping her kids, grandkid now, and fought and took action and figured out what she needed to do to get out of, you know, her original situation that she was in. And so like, she's, uh, she's gone through so much. And it's just amazing to be able to see that like, she's done it. And she's a success story. And, you know, I think it just, it's very encouraging for people out there to listen to this story, because I believe like not everybody has the drive and the determination. Like that's, you know, I think it's a gift. that's part of, of, you know, what you're born with. You can't just kind of create that. If you really want something, you'll go and get it. But if you do really want something and you're struggling, I mean, look, Bren, Bren is the success story and it's doable. 
Absolutely. And you know what struck me when I, when I was listening to her talk is that she doesn't blame anyone, right? Like she takes full responsibility because I don't for a moment believe that we got the whole story. I know there's a lot, there were lots of times when she was probably really upset and afraid and felt alone and all the rest of it, but she still did it. She still did it. And to me, it was like, oh my, like that is just, she has one of the most powerful stories I've heard in a long, long time. Absolutely. I do agree. Like, I think we just got a little tiny, I mean, just based on time wise, like it's half an hour, but she went through bankruptcy. She went through crazy times and, and all that stuff. You know, that that's not easy. No, it's not. But you know, there you go. You have it. Like she's given us some great insights on, you know, just pick yourself up and just go do it and be determined and with determination and doing it and figuring out what you need to do and taking action. Anything is possible. So we're going to wrap this up. And, and just before we leave you, if you've enjoyed our podcast, this podcast and other podcasts that you've listened to, if you could go onto iTunes and give us a rating, we would really appreciate that because every time you, you give us a positive rating, that helps us get the word out to other people who would benefit from listening to the podcast. Ranking is important. So it would really, really help us. Absolutely. On that note, Right Club Nation, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. We just value your support and uh, get out there and make things happen. And don't forget to come and grow with us. Thank you. And until next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.